Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Dori Shafrir. I'm Kate Spencer. And we're not experts. We're just two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. <laughs> Dori wow. made a face. That was jazzy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> after doing this podcast for over two years, you got to experiment. I hear you. With the opening lines. I hear you. I, and I appreciate it. I was mid-stretch. I don't know. It just I like out. it. Thank you. I like it. Uh, well, this here is a mini episode where we hear from you. We share your comments and thoughts and answer your questions to the best of our ability. And while we do that, we also ask you to please remember that we are not experts. We are just podcast hosts. And we always encourage you to seek support first and foremost from a doctor and or a mental health professional as needed. And if you want to reach us, and here are some of our non-expert advice. Our voicemail number is 781-591-0390. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. Let's do it, Dory. Let's get into it. Because this first email is like kind of deep. Yeah. 
Whoa. Yeah. What is with me? Okay. Yes. I literally had caffeine free tea and yet I am behaving wild. A listener wrote to us. They said, the question about life's purpose. I think this is in reference to something I was rambling about. I have thought about this a lot, especially since turning 40. I'm not terribly religious, but I do like the idea from Jewish tradition that we are all obligated to, quote, repair the world or to make the world a better place, basically. But it's kind of hard to define what that truly means. Here's what I've landed on. I feel like my day-to-day actions in my community, in my neighborhood, and at the places where I spend my time have the most direct impact on others. And I also believe that we can send ripples of joy and peace and love out into our surroundings and that the collective power of more of us doing that could become the driving force in the world instead of hate and fear. So maybe I can help repair this world by doing very simple things like be kind, smile and look people in the eye look for the shared humanity and those around me, give people the benefit of the doubt, express love and cultivate joy, be grateful, be helpful, be mindful. I'm not sure if people have a quote purpose or a reason they were born, but I do know that I want my life to be a positive light in this fucked up world. And if that is my legacy after I'm gone, then that's enough for me. So that's where I am with the whole existential crisis midlife situation. (sighs) Oh, I love it. Yeah. What a great point of view and a great reminder. I love this. Thank you, listener. I sometimes get bogged down by the like, am I doing enough? Mm -hmm. Am I doing the right things? Like I'm I'm doing everything wrong and I'm hurting the world. And then that can lead into like, why am I here? Yes. Like, what's the point of any of it? And I, you know, one thing I actually have been doing is canvassing for a measure that's very hyper local Mm -hmm. and volunteering and trying to get the word out about it. And that has felt very gratifying because it it really impacts my community and it has, it has helped me kind of stay focused in front of me rather than like when I tend to like look at the broader world and feel immense overwhelm and sorrow. So I appreciate this so much. I do too. Hmm. Hmm. Shall I read the next email? Please do. Okay. Hi, Kat and Dor, longtime listener here, first time emailer. I wanted to talk about our favorite food group, lentils. As a person whose vegetarian parents immigrated to the U.S. from India, lentils were a staple of our daily diet in the form of dal. They are indeed a great source of vegetarian protein and nutrients. Much of the world, vegetarian or not, eats a lot of legumes as part of their daily diet. I point this out because it happens sometimes that Americans, quote, discover something that Indians or other cultures have been doing for eons and then proselytize about it and turn it into a marketing gimmick. C-E-G, yoga, turmeric, coconut oil. I don't think this was your intention in your last mini episode, and I know you're each, you each are on your own lentil journey. But it came off a bit like two white women discover lentils and tell everyone about them. Again, I'm pretty sure that was not your intention, but maybe something you want to be aware of. Anyway, I love the podcast and I'm only writing this email because my two besties who are also big fans of the pod encouraged me to on our Valentine's Day conference call where we, of course, discuss Forever 35. We love the pod and I consider listening to it on my miserable commute as a form of self-care. Listener, thank you. Thank you for this email, listener. We really appreciate it. Yes, we love being called in on this stuff. And I will say, was it our intention? No, but it's not the intention. It's the impact, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So our language or the way we were talking about something was was, did impact you and Mm -hmm. probably other people in that way. And so we really, really appreciate your feedback on this. Thank you. I'm also really excited about your Valentine's Day conference call. Yeah, that's really that's cool. Really sweet. Yeah, I don't. I I don't do group calls with my friends. Me neither. But I would love to. Yeah, it's really nice. So, 
we're big fans of yours, listener. Thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. Hi, ladies. Love your podcast. Recently, I heard an episode where Kate mentioned a Netflix show that she loves and Dory agreed. I can't find the episode, but it was recent in the last two months. Could you please fill me in on the recommendations? This kind of stumped me. Don't you think it was cheer? Well, that's what I thought. Yes, that was my guess. But it's that or the only other show I watch is Schitt's Creek. Which I don't like. Right. So, so it could not have been that. Let's just say you, it's not that you don't like it. It just hasn't been for you yet. Yes. And I'm and I, as I've said, I'm going to give it another chance. Thank you. You are so welcome. Um, so yes, Cheer, which is a documentary series, a six, six episodes part series. about a uh, cheerleading team, a squad at uh, Navarro College in Texas and the work that goes into competing on the national level and so much more. Mm-hmm. If that wasn't the show, I don't know what else it could have been, especially in the last two months. Yeah, because we've been busy reading and listening to audiobooks yeah. and watching TikTok. <laughs> I don't know. Do you, are you watching anything on Netflix now or do you have a show recommendation now? Um, no, I've been so behind on everything because of moving and just like everything. I mean, so. we, we can say that The Good Place is on Netflix. Oh, Yes, it is. It's also on Hulu. Yeah, and you're a big. I am. I'm a big good place. Oh, and someone just recommended a show to me. Now I'm forgetting the name, so I'm not even going to talk about it. Okay. But it's a Hulu show, and apparently it's fantastic. I don't know. Poldark, that's an old Dory fave. You know, I never finished the TV series. Just the book series? Just the books, which I loved. But I couldn't, I I don't know, I couldn't totally get into the TV series, but maybe I'll give it another chance. This kind of does transition us into this email that we got. It sure does. I'm going to read it because this is really directed at you. Okay. Dearest Dorian Kate, what am I supposed to do now that I finished the Maisie Dobbs series? I am going through such serious Dobbs withdrawals and I blame you, Dory. How dare you recommend such a charming, thrilling, cozy mystery drama series? I've been reading a Maisie Dobbs novel constantly since last Easter and now it's all over. Any recommendations? First of all, I apologize. How dare you? How dare I? Um, it is such a charming, thrilling, cozy mystery drama series. You have nailed it. Um, I do have some recommendations since you're asking. If you want to stay in kind of cozy mystery land, um, Louise Penny's Armand Gamache series is one that I would recommend. Um, I think there's something like 16 books. Whoa! So that should... You know, that should take you at least through, I don't know, 4th of July. Um, I also really have been enjoying Charles Finch's Charles Lennox series. Um, it's another, co- that is, uh, so the Armand Gamache series is set in a village in Quebec. This is so you, I can't even, <laughs> I can't even begin. The okay. Charles Lennox series is set in Victorian England. And he, he's sort of vague. He's not, he's not really Sherlock Holmes-esque. That's not fair to say. Um, but it's, it's, it's quite charming. And there's also like many books. Um, in a slightly different vein, as kind of more literary vein, are Kate Atkinson's Jackson Brody books. And those kind of toe the line between being cozy and not cozy. And again, they're more, they're more literary. She's a more literary, uh, author, I think. Um, but very enjoyable books. Now, if you want something a little more hard boiled, 
I would say <laughs> you want Robert Galbraith, who is the pen, that's the pen name of J.K. Rowling, um, her Cormoran Strike series, which takes place in the present day. And Cormoran Strike is a, you know, very, very troubled, hard-boiled uh, London detective. And then there's also Tana French's Dublin Murder Squad series. Um, so the Cormoran Strike books, I think there's three or four of those. And then Tana French's books, there's six of them. And apparently the Cormoran Strike books have been made into a BBC One series. I've not seen it. And the Dublin Murder Squad books were made into um, a Stars series. They got like mixed reviews. I haven't watched it. Um, but I enjoyed both of those. I also do really love um, Anthony Horwitz's Mysteries. The Sentence is Death is his latest one. Jeez. He also wrote The Magpie Murders, which is really good. He he writes these sort of like puzzle mysteries that are really enjoyable. I really, really like them. And then, you know, for something just a little cheesier, I always like a Michael Connolly. I like a Michael Connolly He's book. like the famous. He wrote the Bosch series, which has like, you know, 25 books or something. I have not personally read the Bosch books, but he has this newer series um, focusing on a, on a female detective named Renee Ballard. And he has the Ballard and Bosch books. So they're mostly Renee Ballard's books, but Bosch kind of shows up. Um, and those are fun. Those are like a quick, fun read. Those so. are great recommendations. And those are all in sort of like mystery detective the mystery detective vein. It is still a genre I've like barely read. That's fine. I know. I wish I was more into it. I think I've mentioned that that was like my mom's favorite kind of mm. book. And I just like, mm -hmm. it is not cozy for me. And, and that's fine. I know it is fine. Truly. I know. I know. I know. Well, you know what? I'll read this next email. <laughs> okay. Hold on. So I don't usually make New Year's resolutions, but this year I really wanted to get back into reading. I've always loved to read, but throughout undergrad and now grad school and working, I never really found the time or desire. So this year I set out to read 25 books as I'm turning 25. I know you all have made book recs in the past, but I just finished Jasmine Guillory's The Wedding Date in under 24 hours. So good. And I knew Kate would have the perfect swoony, sexy book recommendations for what to read next. Also, any other books in other genres that either of you would suggest reading this year would be great. Well, you just got a lot of mysteries. You did. From the you old did. door over there. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, I would say one great place to start is if you like Jasmine's books, I hope you're following Jasmine on Instagram because she talks a lot about what she's reading and she's got great book recommendations. Her newsletter is also great. Yes. Oh, good point. So give Jasmine a follow um, because she reads romance, but also all sorts of other books. And she's reads lots of nonfiction. That's really interesting. And I get a lot of great recommendations from her. The book that is currently on my bedside table is called the worst best man. And it is by Mia Sosa. And it just came out and is, it is a romance. I have just dug into it, but I'm already hooked. I'm really enjoying it. One book that I've read recently that I really loved, a great romance, is Get a Life, Chloe Brown. That is by Talia Hebert. Really great, fun, well-written romance. I just loved it. Um, oh, 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 oh. No, look, Rebecca Weatherspoon is an author. She lives here in LA. She does sexy 
she does sexy right. There's no other way to say it. And she has a new book coming out and it is called A Cowboy to Remember. And like, she just writes these really just, 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 it's just sexiness all around. I mean, look, if you, if you Google this book and you just look at the cover, we've got a hot shirtless cowboy. Like, you, you know what you're getting. It is, it's great. Rebecca's books are just really a fun, sexy read. Um, I love the Hellcat Canyon series by Julianne Long. It is, I don't know how to describe it, um, but it's just like pretty straightforward romance that's really fun. Alicia Rye's The Right Swipe is a really fun romance romp. The Hating Game by Sally Mm -hmm. Thorne. I've talked about it like a gajillion times. I love it so much. I've read it. I read it over and over again. Red, White, and Royal Blue. Another great, really great. Which I also enjoyed. Yes. Sexy, romantic, really just a great read. And then, you know, my friends Christina Lauren, they write incredible swoony books, like period. And they've got so many to choose from. You're not going to go wrong. There are just so many great. This is like the tip of the iceberg. There are so many amazing people writing romance. People that I don't even know. Oh, I just downloaded... um, I'm really into my audiobooks right now. And Alyssa Cole has an original audiobook called The AI Who Loved Me. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. I haven't listened to it yet, but that's on my Audible lineup. So lots of books for you there. All right. Dory, let's take a break. Break time. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling superpower short. The superpower short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let Let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say, like, I, I I, don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it, like, the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like, get this off of me. <laughs> No, thank once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see how also, it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. 
Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast, but I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year, I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes, Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually... Actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince. But it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. It, it, like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And 
The best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin, is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos. And like within a few weeks, I had done a consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a tretinoin gal. I love the tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. And we're back. We are back. Well, it looks like we have a voicemail, Kate. Yep. Hey, Kate and Dory. I'm Kathy from Chicago, and I wanted to get your take on going gray. I'm 36, and I've colored my hair off and on for the last 10 years. The last time I had my hair done was August of 2019, and I'm about three inches of root growth with my natural color, which is a mix of light brown and ashy tones, sprinkles of gray, and probably more noticeable to me, honestly, than anyone else. I know my grow out will be easiest now since my overall gray is low, and my end game is to not be a slave to coloring my hair every couple of weeks as I get grayer. I've decided to say fuck it and stop coloring my hair. Friends have noticed my grow out as well as some of my grays, and when comparing our hair, I've told them that I'm not touching up my roots anymore. So many close friends said, wow, you're so brave, or wow, I just wish I could let myself go like that. I've been saving pictures of women who are also in their 30s who have these long, beautiful gray locks, pictures that I've saved for my day-to-day inspiration as well as my confidence building. I started following Ground Brand on Instagram, which has been a godsend, 
And when I get questions from friends, I show them these photos of these gorgeous silver vixens in their 30s, only to hear them say, wow, these women just look like healthy 60-year-olds. 60? Come on. I'd like to think that I have pretty youthful-looking skin, which I, of course, attribute to this pod, my religious use of rosehip oil, as well as never missing my monthly facial appointment. But I have to be real with myself, and I want to start embracing my gray hair. I also don't want people to look at me and say, wow, she looks like a healthy 60-year-old when I'm only 36. So with so much pressure for women to look youthful, how does one go gray gracefully? On a side note, I've been listening to your pod since December of 2018, at which time I found you both randomly. I started from the beginning and I've since caught up, and you both have become my weekly phone friends. I would love to hear your take on how to embrace the gray. Also, thank you for listening to my voicemail which started off as an email, which turned into me reading an email on your voicemail. So much love from Chicago. 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 Welcome me. I want to visit you. I've never been. Really? Yeah. I've mentioned that like a million times on here, haven't I? No. I have never been to the Windy City. Wow. I mean, I haven't been that many times. I've been three times. I would love... And a reason I would love to go and visit like as a tourist, love to do a Forever 35 experience yeah. there. Love to eat your hot dogs and your pizzas. Pizza's pretty good. Not going to root for your baseball teams because I'm a Red Sox fan. No. And you know what? I'm not going to go in the winter. No, me neither. Okay. But otherwise, I'm in. Yeah, same. So you bring up just a great a question, I mean, about graying and hair, but also about the way we have been conditioned to believe that aging is not beautiful and that looking like we're 20 is the only way to exist. So how do you gray gracefully, I believe was the question. And I gotta say, it sounds like you're doing it. Yeah. You know, and we are very conditioned to cover up our grays. And so I hate to put the pressure, like the onus on you, but you doing, you going gray is going to make it easier for somebody else to buck beauty standards and do it. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it made me think about coloring my hair because I I get highlights. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really have a ton of grays. They come out every now and then. My mom never colored her hair Mm -hmm. and she really liked her salt and pepper gray hair. And so... That has not been something, it wasn't something that I grew up as like an expectation or yeah. something I would do. But I do think for myself, my inclination would be to color my hair. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering how I'm, how I will approach this when the time comes. Yeah. I don't know. You you don't color your hair either. I now highlight it. Oh, that's right. You did get mm-hmm. highlights. Um, but I'm I, kind of in the same boat as you with the grays. Like I have a few here and there, but I, I don't have enough that it's something I even feel like I need to think about. Well, this listener's speaking specifically too to going gray in their 30s. Yeah. And, you know, that is something that then people get get into the conversation of like, wow, you're so brave. And, you know, and I, I think like we have to be real about the fact that there are major pressures on all people. Totally. But we're talking specifically about our experiences as women, Dory and I to remain looking quote unquote young mm-hmm. youthful anti-aging yeah etc etc and i would love to talk to more people who 
have gone through this with their hair. Yeah. I haven't known that many people to do it. I've known a couple um, who went gray very young and just said, fuck it. And were gray, like in their 20s. We are in this period now where some of the youth are dyeing their hair gray. Yes. The irony is not lost on any of us. Which is like so funny to me. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answer. I'd love to hear from listeners about this. Yeah. And I mean, there are people who go gray and and it's, I mean, gray hair is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I, I also think like one thing I aspire to slash am nowhere near there yet is embracing the physical changes of aging Mm -hmm. and embracing them as beautiful not like as you know a ball and chain terrible thing happening and that is like that will take a massive shift in my thinking i am again not there but boy it's something that i would love to to really Mm -hmm. touch and experience Mm. another hair question yeah Hi, Kate and Dory. I'm now 45 and have been coloring my hair an embarrassingly long time. For a while, I could stretch it out for months between salon visits. But now my roots come in like something out of the Fast and Furious franchise. And they're not just a little gray, but totally white. Think Santa. I totally dig and respect women who make the choice not to color their hair as they get older, but I'm just not there yet. This is a long way of saying I'm getting tired of spending hundreds of dollars a year on visits to the salon for color. Do you or other members of their Forever 35 of the Forever 35 community, have tips regarding DIY hair color. I'm thinking both good brands and how-to ideas. I'm not looking to do anything ambitious. I have brown hair, and I just want to continue to have brown hair. Hmm. I don't. This is one of those open it up to the listeners mm-hmm. situation for me personally, mm-hmm. because my immediately my immediate thought, the only DIY hair coloring I know of, is that when I was a teenager, I used to dye my hair with Kool-Aid powder. I used to dye my hair myself with like semi-permanent. Yeah, box color. Box color. Me too. Um, I haven't done that in years. Also, and I would love to hear people who have experience with this way in, but my understanding is that root touch-ups are more difficult to do on your own than like a full head dye. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to, again, hear from other people about that. Yeah. We d- unfortunately don't have experience. I mean, my, the extent of my like home hair dyeing experience is like Claire all nice and easy. Yeah. That's, I normally would just go, have gone to like Walgreens and yeah. picked out the color I wanted to be. And then I would have red hair Yeah, and I still do that from time to time. Oh. I haven't done it in a while. I would mm-hmm. say like in the last five years, but yeah. yeah, I've always just done my own color. Now I get highlights. I can't do that myself. Yeah. The one time I tried to highlight my hair, I painted a blonde circle on my head. Oh my god! It was so <laughs> awful. What did you do? Um, my mom was very generous and paid for me. I was a teenager, and she paid for me to get it fixed oh at god. a hair salon. That's amazing. It was so bonkers. Story. It was bonkers. All right, let's take another break. Okay. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. 
not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering crappiness, Dory. Mm. Okay. Which is visible on my (sighs) neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. So let's dip into a voicemail, Dory. Okay. Hi, Kate and Dory. Um, I'm also a Kate, and I live in Massachusetts, and I'm a really, really big fan of the show. So thanks for all you do. Um, I am calling today. I feel like I'm doing all the right things, um, quote unquote, right, should, all those words, um, you know, taking care of myself, podcasts really help, um, and I had a big relationship end seven months ago, um, and it's taken a lot to get over, and some days I feel awesome, and some days I don't, um, and the past couple of days have definitely been those days because um, my ex works across the street from me. Um, so I'm like forced into these situations where I sometimes see him. I don't see him all that often, uh, miraculously, uh, given the proximity, but 
you know, sometimes I'll like see his car or um, in the case of a couple of days ago, I was in a coffee shop for a meeting and he walked in and waved to me. And anyway, it was brought up feelings. Um, so I'm trying to uh, just want to hear from advice from you and maybe other listeners about like, what did, what do you do to take care of yourselves when you could walk out your office door any day and potentially see somebody who you you know, even in the best of circumstances, don't necessarily want to um, interact with because it, it, you know, can be hard. Uh, so that is it. Thank you so much um, for just being both of you. You're awesome. Bye. Mm. The X. The X across the street. How do you, how do you, you know, I'm kind of of the mindset that this is one of those things that time begins to just rub away the Mm -hmm. irritation of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you just become a, it's almost like exposure therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Where unfortunately this is your reality. It's so prickly and uncomfortable and awkward and can bring up all the feelings. And I think as time progresses, and you move forward in your life in all the ways these these things become less and less impactful doesn't mean it doesn't take a long time mm-hmm. and feel super yucky as yeah. it's happening yeah i think that's i think that's true i really do ugh <sighs> sorry and also like you i guess what i would say is like you are in control of the situation. Mm, mm, okay. I like where this is going. Like, don't, I would say don't kind of feel like, oh my gosh, like if I see him, I'm going to be like this puddle. Like you get to dictate how you interact with him. If you don't want to interact with him, just walk away. Yeah. Turn I, around and walk away. Yeah. If you want to say hi to him, fine. But you don't have to. You can ignore him. Hmm. Hmm. I like that, Dory. Just saying. No, you're right. I mean, and look, we, there's no like, there's no rule that you have to be civil to your ex no. who works across the street. I'm you, sorry, but there isn't. You and I have both dated coworkers, right? You've mm, dated a coworker. Yes. Yeah, I've dated a coworker. I mean, quote unquote, dated. Not the not my finest moment or idea. Nor nor I. <laughs> but we have both been in the position where those relationships have ended, and then you have to go into work. Mm-hmm. And work with that person, mm-hmm. right? In small workplaces. Say a mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fun. No. And like, by all means, lean on your community. Lean on your people. Lean on your people. And your pod people. We are your pod people. We're your pod people. <laughs> but uh, this will be a fun one. I would love to hear how other people have dealt with this one. Yeah, same. Because... It's a doozy. It is and a doozy. It, and you can't, you know, you can't control the feelings that it brings up. It also sucks because I feel like when there are these, it sounds like some kind of unresolved feelings. Mm-hmm. There's always like this little part of you that kind of wants to see him. Oh, I know. But doesn't. And that's but the you worst. kind of do. And you're like keeping the mental tab on yes. how long it's been. Yes. Uh-huh. So I, I, I see you, listener. I have been where you are. We empathize. And we totally empathize. But you are in control of the situation. Also, shout out to all the Kates from Boston. (laughs) All Uh, right. We've got one more voicemail here. Okay, let's hear it. 
Hi, Kat and Dora. My name's Jessica. First off, um, Kate, your greeting to the voicemail line is so friendly and sounds so personal. I loved it. But I do have a question for you, for the two of you. And the question is this. How do you decide when it is time to replace a staple item in your closet? For example, I have some pants that I like from kind of a mid-tier, high-street brand, I think Ann Taylor or Talbot, something like that. Anyway, not heirloom pieces, but not fast fashion. I really like them, but I wear them a lot, and they're to the point where they're a little bit faded. And would someone who's just seeing the pants recognize them to be faded? Probably not. But, you know, I know that they don't look as crisp as they used to. Another example would be socks where the elastic just isn't great. You know, there's no holes in them, but they don't stay up great. Um, or like a bra that doesn't retain its shape or a sweater that has some pills. So things that aren't obviously stained, not ripped, they fit appropriately, but they just don't seem as fresh and um, pristine and, uh, you know, as new as they did when you first got them. Certainly, I want to look like someone who takes pride in my appearance, and I worry that things that, again, aren't stained or ripped or ruined, but just don't look new, honestly, that's really the best of it, just don't look new, are not presenting the um, outward appearance of myself that I would want. But then the caveat is, you know, I feel like a real jerk for getting rid of things that are totally usable, even if it's giving them to Goodwill or trying to sell them on Poshmark, it it seems like a very, um, like it, it maybe doesn't square with my values of reduce and reuse and be sustainable and so forth. So very curious about your approaches to this issue. Thanks. Love the pod. Bye. So this is interesting to me because... I feel like she's talking about a couple different categories of clothes. Like there's a difference between getting rid of socks that don't stay up and like pants that are a little bit faded. Like if your socks don't stay up, they need to go. Whether that means you're recycling them or reusing them somehow, or I don't know, maybe you're just throwing them out. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. You could put rice and lavender into them and then make rice socks. You could put rice pad. and lavender in them and make rice socks. <laughs> Thank I love you, a Kate. rice sock. Um, same with bras that have lost their shape. Yeah. I think I think those are. It's time for those to go. The underwear that has the holes and then like the unravely thing. Yeah, or underwear that's like so stretched out that you can't wear it anymore. Yeah. Like I do think those sorts of like undergarment type things they do have a shelf life. Um. So I I would feel no compunction or shame about getting rid of those. Now, about other clothes, like, I feel like you're being hard on yourself. Yeah. Like, I sell clothes on Poshmark that I don't like anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, oh, I could still wear this. I'm like, you know what? I never wear this. Like, I'm just going to sell it. And like, why is that any better or worse than selling it? Because it's a little faded. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, I mean, I, I I understand your question of like, how do I know when it's time to 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 let something go, and then how do I do it in the way that is the least harmful? Mm-hmm. And you know, look, no such you're never we're never going to be perfect at this. Totally, so like cut. I would say cut yourself a little bit of slack. Yes, 
like those underpants that have lost stretch. Yeah. Those have too much slack. Too much. That's right. They've got too much. (laughs) Don't need more. (laughs) And also, you know, I would say too, we tend to notice the imperfections or flaws or wear in our garments way more than anybody else. For sure. And a faded pant seems just fine to me. Yeah, if but if it's wear it. but if it's bothering you, yeah, if it's bothering you, it's also okay to move it's on. It's okay to move on. We you give s- you permission. Well, you sound like a very conscious consumer, totally. And so I feel like you're going to be thoughtful in how you approach this stuff, no matter what. I agree. Well, Dory, that's it. We've come to the end. We've solved everything. We want to express our gratitude for everybody who writes and calls us. Yeah. Thank you for including us in your lives. Bye.